You passed your luck check. It's the No Class Podcast. With your host, Eddie. And Matt. Hey, we're here. We're back. <laughs> we're under tornado warning, so... Fresh if, off the Twitch show. Victorious. You hear a loud whoosh and a scream, you know. Uh-huh. So, I've got a little teeny tiny baby headache today oh so i'm not feeling 100 percent, but i do feel the obligation 100 percent. he was festive on his birthday <clears throat> whenever that was yeah whenever that was he was festive had spicy cake spicy. but don't worry matt will fill all of the uncomfortable silences of the podcast if there are any always always <clears throat> so how are you feeling today other than the headache tired tired well i'm a little over caffeinated and a little exasperated but so you did mention we are under the tornado watch right now yeah so we have a puppy locked in the house with us yay so if you hear any additional whining any more than usual from this podcast that will be part of it bumps and bangs and barks but sweet sweet mini we're all locked up together she's currently gnawing through one of her toys yeah. And there's so many times when she does that, it's like, that hurts my teeth listening mm-hmm. to that. But dogs. You know, it's ironic. The last time we got together on a Thursday and we had lunch, you were talking about having lived in Wichita, Kansas, even though your wife, her only caveat about moving was nowhere with tornadoes. You told that story. Well, that day or the next day, Wichita got hit by a tornado. Oh. Yeah. So anyway, kind of it's ironic. It's not unusual. Yeah. It's not unusual. All right. Well, all right. First things first. Uh oh. You got anything to say about the long con? Duh. I've always got something well, to say duh. about the long con. Well, duh. Um, so uh, things are moving apace. We're getting excited. Um, we just made some, Eddie, excuse me, not we. Eddie just made some mm-hmm. super sexy flyers that you might start seeing it get cool places and venues and other whatnots and hereabouts. And we're just excited about uh, the long con. The new Twitch, which our next one's going to be on what date? May the. Yes. Oh, I know. What? For a change, you <laughs> for, know? For once, I'm the, am I putting it on you for once? Yeah, but like I said, I'm in a delicate <laughs> position today. And I would never take advantage of that. I'm going to say it's the 17th. And you are, man, his mind is like a steel trap. Um, yeah, May 17th. <laughs> Rusted <is>, steel trap. <laughs> I'm going to break my rusty kid. Um, so, yeah, May 17th is the next Twitch. Tune in, please. And thank you who did. Y'all, I, I can't thank you enough. You guys knocked it out of the park. Yeah. I want to talk about that some more, but in a way, yeah. I feel like we should save that for sure. the Twitch shows. Yeah. Um, and uh, we're excited about you know this podcast. Thank you again for listening and supporting us. So. Oh, keep in mind. Uh-oh. We've had a lot of people ask us, will the podcast end because of the Twitch show? Yeah, we're not going anywhere, man, because here we can be a little extra salty, salty dogs. You know, we can say words like poo-poo and fooey and gosh golly and darn, you know. We're not really allowed to do that on the Twitch. I laugh, someone laughing at me saying uh, where my lich is at or whatever, you know, because that's that's kind of towing the line probably. I'm surprised I didn't get a, a red card thrown on me. Yeah, they told us before we can't mention like bars and drinking and I so mean, forth. 
not just profanity, but we can't talk about illicit drug use or alcohol or bars. Or, I mean, not even illicit drug use. I mean, we can't, but we, I, I, I don't know if we were even comfortable to be like, and then the other night I had a beer. You would mm. think so, but they're trying to keep it very or, or they were like, PG. if you drink during your podcast, you can't really acknowledge it. And I'm like, well, okay, you know. I mean, well, duh. Yeah, well, duh. <laughs> I wonder where they've got the idea that we would do something while under the influence. That's crazy talk. Um, anyway. Cappuccino at the Capapa. Beatty had a good time. Corn and peanuts. Um, but anyway, uh, that was for you there, Mr. Couch. Um so, a long time, yeah, it's going to be uh, November the 11th. And now he's looking at a flyer, 12th folks. and 13th. Well, I thought because it's convenient. He attempts to pull yeah. one off on me. I, I can't know. remember when the convention is. I, I knew when it was. I'm, I have a flyer right in front of me. Um, the Arclitex Premier Tabletop RPG event, the long con, is going to be you know at the uh, Holiday Inn off of Hawkins here in Longview. We're really excited. A great new venue for us. It's going to be great. The artwork for this year's T-shirt and flyers, it's just gorgeous. And I uh, can't wait for you all to see it. If you haven't seen it by now, you should have. Anyway, so I guess that's anything else would you would add? Yeah. For the long con, the NTRPG con is right around the corner yeah. in North Texas. So mm-hmm. on Saturday of that convention, which mm-hmm. I'm not even going to try and guess the dates there, on Saturday, please do remember to show your support and wear your long con shirt. And if you get spotted by me or that other cool cat, we might just have a little something special for you. Yeah. We'll make it worth your while. Mr. Eddie worked hard behind the scenes and has acquired some nifty swaggeroo that we're just looking for some person, some way to dispense with all this luscious swag. Hmm. Lay it off on them. Hmm. Because we love to give stuff away. We do indeed. We're givers. Okay, do we have a do we have any other listener questions? That that was the that was the puppy if you guys heard that kashmack as yeah. one of these plastic bones falls off the couch. Like I said I'm over caffeinated so that made me jump out of my skin. Uh-huh. It was pretty awesome. Yeah. Um now after that kind of racket it's time for some slurping. Okay, so uh you were saying any reader mail? Yeah. Not that I'm aware of. Okay, there is one that I sent you that I don't know if you saw it from our buddy Oh yeah. Jonathan. And I meant to dig into that and completely <laughs> Welcome to Caught Flat Town. Yeah, I know. Well, do you want to put that on the burner for next time then? Um yeah, I guess so cuz I'm cuz it was an excellent question. I loved it, but I and I I, I can't even quite remember the question and remember folks i'm the one that's not feeling good today well i might have had a little over and some potato water last night myself so what are the odds um okay and my allergy medicines are getting to me mm-hmm. excuses, sure. excuses excuses but we do appreciate having no, your really do viewer listener friendly <laughs> questions whatever yeah. we're on questions are because i was gonna say here's one we got from twitch last time that we can answer right here yeah Matt, why do you have a shield up in the background of your... So, that shield is from my days in the Society for Creative Anachronism. And I used to um, brew meads and hard ciders. But then some buddies encouraged me to get into fighting. And I I liked it. And I was decent at it. But being a man of 40-some-odd years, it was kind of tough to to keep it up. And that's one reason I got away from the, the hobby... But, uh, but no, I love fighting, and that was my shield, and that was my uh, 
my blazon, if you will, which was the the tower and the fleur de lis and the the white and the blue there. So, and just to really add an extra nerd layer on there, mm-hmm. that was our symbol, our heraldry for um for honor. Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. That was our unifying sign. Yeah, yeah, which was yeah, I was cool that I was able to recreate that blazon as heraldry. So that's pretty neat. But no, it, it's the whole thing was uh, at the top in Latin. It says "Turis fortissime nomen domine," whatever, which is you know uh, Psalms or Proverbs, something or another. But it's basically the name of the Lord is a strong tower. You know, I, my my persona in the SCA was a crusader from the Third Crusade. But not a caped crusader. No, no. Well, actually, I wore a cape at times, really, you know, but anyway, haha. But yeah, total, I earned my nerd badge for the day. But the SCA is a lot of fun. It's if you, for a history buff, it's a great way to learn and live history because you make things with your, with your bare hands using, trying to recreate what they did without all the modern tools. And you really have an appreciation for how hard it was back in the day to just like make bread and, uh, you know, cook or, you know, make a chair or something. There are people in the SCA that make like chairs and tables and things and using the tools they had back then. So it's, it's tough. But anyway, yeah. So that was, that's where that shield comes from. At armor, the helmet, the shell used to fight wearing that. So anyway. So a fine question from your mom gives me rain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Turkey. All right. Yeah. This is books and comic books time. What you got? Uh, let's see. Books and comic books. I uh, recently acquired and quickly read Mutant World and Son of Mutant World by Richard Corbin, which is, you know, comic. Uh, but it was a, compiled into a book. But it originally came out, you know, in episodic uh, uh, comic books. And you can blame Richard Corbin for my fascination with bodacious memories um, because... Like, what did he do to you? <laughs> his artwork. I mean, you know, remember Den and Heavy Metal? Uh-huh. I mean, it, there's not a woman, woman that appeared in that scenario that didn't have luscious curves or whatever, you know. I mean, that's just the way Corbin drew his women. But, but even beyond that, I'll say, no, seriously, the colors he used in his comics are just so otherworldly and were so amazing. I just, uh, Corbin's work is awesome. But anyway, it was really a treat to get my hands on that book. And I just devoured it. Well, for some reason, just talking about artists, that reminds me that I exchanged some emails with Clyde Caldwell the other day. That's right. Yeah. So uh, we had seen Elmore and this is where my brain's going out easily. Easily. Yeah. I always forget. But we hadn't run into Caldwell. So I uh, sent him an unsolicited email and said, what's up with that? And he said, he's no longer doing the convention scene. He didn't elaborate. But that's the word that's out there. He's alive and well. And mm-hmm. apparently he got together with the other two guys during Gary Con off-site and had some chicken wings or what have you. And, you know, when we saw the other two guys at the table, he might have been one of those other two guys. But No, because that was Thursday. Yeah. And they did it on Sunday. Oh, so that wasn't him at the But I, I did get a fine picture of them all together. Oh, cool. Cool. Neat. So, yeah. All right. So that is... Uh, we might post that picture to the Facebook page. Talking about artists. Yeah, absolutely. You got any other books? Um, talking about uh, no books, just that was my comics. All right. TV. Well, so TV shows. Um, last night on a goof, I got home from work. I just need to kind of decompress. I turned on HBO Plus while I have access to it. Ha ha. And um, I noticed that in my queue there was Rick and Morty. And I finished season five. And when I didn't finish it. But the couple that I watched last night, there's one I really enjoyed it. And the other one, eh, it wasn't bad. 
So I know that we talked about season five started out pretty good and then really kind of went downhill. So is this season five that you're watching? Some of season five or is this season six or what? No, I think this is, okay, what's the most recent season that had power, uh, like Captain Planet, but as a girl? I have no idea. I don't know if that's five or six. I Uh, think they're at five, but I I don't know. Whatever the most recent season was though, right? Yeah, okay. So if the most recent season is five, you're watching season five. Watching season five. Well, I remember it's like, I think, I want to think you'd said, man, everything going forward in five was crap. Or am I misremembering? Was that four? (laughs) See, this is trying to remember too. There has been some significant low points in but the series lately i hadn't been in a big rush to finish the season because you i generally you you're on point with some of your recommendations and so i thought well i'm not but i watched at least i guess i had been watched up to a point and then either quit watching or that i had to wait for them to come out or whatever well i think they're all out now anyway the couple i watched one i enjoyed it was where he's trying to save bird person Okay. Yeah. And then the one after that, the one with bird person I enjoyed. And the one after that, I seemed to think I was enjoying it until I got nods. Some. And what was it about? You have no idea. I have no recollection, but I knew anyway. Well, I got, it was been a long day. I was tired. No memory podcast. But anyway, but I'm just going to say as far as TV, I was enjoying those couple of episodes. Like have you seen the episode where they get turned into turkeys? Yeah, that's awful. That's That's the worst. There's been some, I like Rick and Morty, but there's been some, stinky episodes yeah um i watched the first episode of halo on paramount plus and eh, it was okay but i've never owned an xbox so i'm not invested in that regard but it wasn't bad but you could obviously think about it if i liked it that much why haven't i proceeded to watch more of them well i mean it was okay um and then just talking about tv shows fallout amazon prime show to start filming in june so I'm excited about that, but also at the same time have a lot of trepidation. Are you excited about that Lord of the Rings? Exactly. It's on Prime, and I'm, I'm so tickled that Jeff Bezos pays a mint to get these properties and then shit all over them. Did you, you ever uh, get around to watching The Boys Diabolical? No. The cartoon one? No, because I okay. thought you said you weren't particularly fond of it. I'm not. There were a few decent episodes, and there were some awful, awful, awful episodes. So that one's kind of like... Pick and choose, like, oh, go watch episode one and eight or something along those lines. I'm not saying our, our tastes are completely in line, but that's like that one time you were like, don't go watch that noir uh, uh, Archer. And I was like, man, whatever. I live my own life and went to start watching. Went, oh boy, Eddie called this. It was just, it was, I was a struggle to get two episodes in. I was like, this sucks. You know, I mean, yeah. Just turned it off, rage quit, and it's never... <laughs> yeah, that one was know. pretty bad. But yeah. some of the newer stuff has been all right. They haven't got back to their heyday, but yeah. I like the most recent one with Other Barry and Barry and Archer becoming friends mm-hmm. and Other Barry trying to kill them. Mm-hmm. So that was pretty good. That is funny. Movies. Movies? So you don't have any TV shows? I got nothing, Jerry. Okay. Uh, movies. I watched the new Batman and boy, is it dark. I don't mean dark and gritty, but I mean literally, like, do I need to turn the brightness up on my TV? I, it's, it's really difficult to watch. It's so dark. So I don't know if I've already said this on the podcast, but I watched about 10 or 15 minutes of it. It was so dark. I just wandered off. I was like, no, I'm not in the mood for that right now. And I said, sometime at night, I will watch it when it's nice and dark but I have not had three hours of nighttime to invest. And yet. that's the thing. Good God. I didn't realize I got home from work and I thought, hey, it'd be nice to decompress. I'll watch Batman. Oh my God. I, then I looked at what time it was and it was over and I was like, man, I'm going to bed way too late for 
having to work the next day. So make sure, yeah, like I said, make sure you have a good three hour block to watch this sucker. It's in a room that's total darkness. Yeah. But that, all that being said, I enjoyed it. Um, I'm not the biggest fan of um, Robert Pattinson, Robert Pattinson, but I thought he did a pretty good job. Um, I liked the guy who played Alfred. Um, I like their spin on Riddler because it always seems silly, like a guy in a little green suit hopping around that's got little question marks on it. No, no, no. I mean, this is the Riddler is a, is a true bona fide. Like most of the people that Batman fights, some sort of a nut job, like a, a brilliant genius nut job, and his outfit and his demeanor, his behavior. Oh yeah, I mean it fits. So uh, they did a good job with him as as a uh, as the the keynote villain in this. But you get to see the penguin and whatnot. So anyway, I liked it. I liked how they did the villains. So how out of five stars, what do you give it? I'll give it three, three and a half. You know. I mean, you haven't seen the whole thing yet, so... Damning with faint praise. Well, I can't rate it at all. Yeah. I haven't seen well, it. Well, you know... And I'm, I didn't pay that much attention to what myself, I saw, because... I, you're going to have to walk through fire to get five uh, stars out of me. So, I mean, that's just one of those things. I'm not the guy to give something five stars. But, no, I mean, when I say three and a half, that's pretty good praise. I mean, and I'm not necessarily ever been the biggest fan of the Batman franchise or whatever. Um, but Patton Sykes did a good job. I liked the way they handled the penguin. I liked the way they handled, you know, the Riddler, his outfits just really different, but it's not some outlandish superhero villain costume or something like that. So, but that is more of a DC thing too. Yeah. For him to be the big, bold, <laughs> jumping yeah. around kind of villains. Yeah. And then I watched, I rewatched a movie I watched years ago that I really enjoyed the edge of tomorrow. And I don't know if I've ever mentioned it on here before. Tom Cruise? That's Tom Cruise and Emily Blunt. It's the one like Groundhog's Live, Day. Live, die, repeat. Yeah. You're you're fighting these alien creatures, and he has to repeat the day over and over till he gets it right. And around that time, they had had Tom Cruise in a number of sci-fi movies, and they flopped horribly. But mm-hmm. this one did pretty good. But I think at that time, you just couldn't make a sci-fi movie. People, like, uh, what was it? The, the Wachowski brothers did that one that had uh, Tandem Chating, Chandam Tating in it, <clears throat> whoever. He's not allowed to be talked about on the show. I can't conjure his name. And uh, that one just flopped horribly and it had Melia Kunis or whatever in it. But th- this one did okay and for good reason because it's really a good movie. I, I've rewatched it a few times through the I years. I like it. Yeah, it's a good one. I give it a four at least. Yeah, there you go. It's, it's good. It's definitely yeah, it really is. watchable. Yeah, so if, if even if you're like, I'm not the biggest sci-fi person, this one's still... Or the biggest cruise person. Yeah. It, no. it was good. Because that's the only thing about Cruise in this I liked was he's not supposed to be the the hero, really. It, Blunt's really the, the, the badass hero. And uh, basically, uh, in this, he's actually this kind of a jerky, unlikable kind of a guy. And then eventually, he blossoms into a hero by the end of it. So that's kind of different for Cruise, that he's not the... The right away badass tough guy, you know. Yeah, he has he, to grow into he, the role. Yeah, and it's and it's neat to watch his progress as he lives and dies and lives and dies. And I think it's one of the last movies that uh, uh, Bill uh, Paxton was in. And Paxton was great as sort of a, not a prime character, but he reoccurs, of course, as the day repeats. But he's this sergeant, and I love his quotes, you know. You know, you will become heroes in the crucible of warfare, you know, under fire, you know, whatever, and. He's great because Paxton's from Texas, so he could pull off a good southerner, you know. Frailty. 
Yeah, on, oh, so I, underrated. Yeah, now that's a five star. It. Yeah, amen. You know, I'll fight five stars. Matthew McConaughey, Paxton. All right, all right, all right. Yeah. That one's a great one if you haven't seen it. it. Really, and it's got my old buddy as the villain, and I always loved his work. Is that Powers anything. Booth? Powers Booth. I'm a big Powers Booth fan. Well, bye. Well, well, bye. But also, he also back in the day when I was a kid, he was he did the um, the noir on HBO, um, the old classic Gumshoe Detective. God, I can't think of the the guy, but the character he played. But Powers Booth was awesome in that back in the '80s. Yeah, so that's me for movies. You, sir? Nothing. Awesome, nothing. awesome. So we covered comics, TV, all that good stuff. Yes, now, we did. Now there's video games where you say you got nothing. Yeah, I was going to say on video games, I have sworn off again because to try to focus on getting done with uh, Caverns of the Dead God because as I was telling Eddie, I've even got complete strangers coming out of the woodwork to go, when are you going to get that done? So I feel like I'm really under pressure here, you know. And I, and I, I want to do it. I just, I got to find a working computer or something. <sighs> anyway. So for video games, the reason I have no time for anything else is I still haven't shook that Elden Ring fever completely. Uh, you said we weren't going to talk about it anymore, but I mean, that's that's all you got is. to talk about. I've just about platinumed it now. Wow. So if you haven't platinumed platinumed any of the Soulsborne games before, as they say. This one's the easiest one of all to do. It's the easiest one to get into. It's the easiest mm. one to play. It's the easiest one to platinum. Mm. So a lot of times, I'll, like instead of discovering a new show, mm. I'll go watch something that I watched three years ago or something. Mm. Well, instead of moving on to a new game and having to relearn how this and that works, mm-hmm. I end up playing Elden Ring some more. Yeah. Well, I mean, I won't lie. I've got the itch to play it some more. Now, what's funny was... Everybody's like, oh, playing a character, which is normally historically tough in a rings game, is itch candy land. Actually, I've come back a second time and was playing for a while as a holy melee, and I was having a lot easier time, me, playing that than I did with the caster, which is kind of ironic. Yeah, and so I'm doing that now, and since I've already beat the game, I'm using however much cheese I can. Whatever cheesy methods that I can do to beat a boss, I do it, and that's a lot of fun, too. Because you're not cheating yourself out of the experiences. They say, I've already done it. I've already beat it. Your first so time now, was like, no cheats, no cheats, no tips. But now it's kind of funny because there's one where you can just ride off the edge of a cliff and the game will glitch and it will give you credit for killing everything inside the castle because it's trying to load a different area. So as it unloads them, I guess it kills them. So you just you get a shit ton of experience and... Mm. Yeah, all the good items that are in there. So I was like, that's pretty fun. And even stuff you might would have missed if you went through it conventionally. So yep. That's kind of funny. And it's where it's like the first playthrough, he's like, I'm a purist. I won't do that. Second play, it's like, meh. So if anybody needs any help in the Elden Rings, I'm available for hire. And I will say when I started my second playthrough, and I didn't rush. Like the first playthrough, Eddie, Cody, oh, we've been done before you. I'm like, well, I'm not in a rush. I'm taking my time to really savor it to enjoy it and i wandered the world if i get stuck on a boss i'd go wander the world and level up a little bit but it's is i gotta give him props on this coming back a second play i thought it's gonna be boring i was discovering areas i'd never found before and seeing things i hadn't seen in the first playthrough so i just thought that was really neat yeah so if you can hear it now the rain is really coming down i don't think you can hear it but maybe i wonder yeah. if we're on our way to get some hail yeah hail yeah, yeah. All right, right. Um, so that brings us to the topic, which Matt fought tooth and nail for, so go ahead. I don't know if I fought for it, but gaming etiquette, gaming etiquette. So it's one of those ones where, um, and it's 
gaming in general and and in the milieu of gaming or whatever. But um, what I would say is what what's the key thing, overarching thing with being gaming etiquette? Being a jerk can poison the well and turn people off that are new to the hobby or even people that are not new to the hobby. Um, sometimes in, I used to do tabletop strategy games. I'd call it sometimes being beardy. And, um, but I'll, I'll give you an example. There's a guy that we used to know who's a real, real jerk. Cody. Uh, actually, close, Jody. Cody? Hey, Jody. The centralized your computer guy? No, no, no. He's, we like that guy. But anyway, um, mostly. But anyway, you remember Jody? Yeah, he was not centralized. No, he was. He needed his something centralized. But anyway, this guy was was toxic. I mean, he really had ruined some role playing groups, some computer online multiplayer groups. Um, he ruined a number of uh, tabletop strategy uh, campaigns or whatever. Uh, or comp- you know, what do you call it when you know, you, everyone's going to play everybody one or two times? And you know, there's skirmish. Yeah, like a skirmish a tournament. tournament, yeah, kind of thing that went on for a while. Well, luckily, he'll never hear this, so go ahead. Yeah, all right. Well, I don't care if he does because the guy I don't know it by now. He's persona non grata with with me, and I'd give him the guy a couple of different chances because I'm a nice guy. I'll give him a second chance, mm. but anyway. But but I'm talking about this guy poisoned the well. I know some other people like him that they they would do every awful cheat and underhanded crap to win a game, just like they're such pathetic little individuals that they have to cheat and do all sort of managed shit to win. Well, do you understand the person playing against you could get so burnt out and aggravated that they might, you know, quit playing or never come back if they're new to the hobby or something. Um, you know, so it's like, you don't be that person. And, but what the great reward was people like him, people eventually learn and they won't play with you when you're going, well, I can't get anybody to play with me. Well, that's because you're such a jerk. You're getting what you deserve. So don't do that to yourself, you know? But that's just the overall thing. Um, so, like, I have some bullet points, kind of. So, like, one, don't touch other people's minis, dice, or rule books without first asking. Would Would you not agree with that one? No, I 100% agree, and yeah. I'm thinking of some amusing times when this has happened. because yeah, I know there's this guy that's at a con that we go to that one time just reached across the table and grabbed one of my books, and me and they looked at each other and looked at this guy like, are you seeing this? And I was like, hey, buddy, uh, you might want to ask for you to reach over and grab my book. And the guy looked like, what's the big deal? And it's like, maybe you might not think it's a big deal, but at the end of the day, is it your property? No. And I'll tell you, the years common of, courtesy. Yeah, and like I had a guy that one time it's sweet. He just looked at my mini. I'd lovingly painted one years ago, and we were playing in a group together. Uh, Alvin was running, and the guy without anything just reached over, all big eyed, oh boy, and scooped up my mini. He's like, "What a great paint job!" About the time he scoops it up and drops it, and like the sword and arm goes ping, flying away. And I just looked at him like, "Wow." Now, if I'd given him permission and he dropped it, would it eh, still be disappointed that he dropped it and broke it? But at least I could go, well, I told him he could pick it up. But the guy just snatched it up, you know, and because me, if I pick some, I'm going to go, might I pick up your mini to admire the paint job? And I'm going to like hold it firmly with one hand and cradle my other hand behind it so I don't, you know, the old hands maybe get a little ha ha arthritic. But I'm just saying it's just policy, good policy. Yeah. Don't. And I'm not superstitious. I'm just regular stitious, uh-huh. but I don't like people touching my dice. And that's a lot of people. And you might go, that's bull. That's superstition. Regardless, if you don't believe in superstition, I'm like a mother bird. I can't take those dice back into the nest now. Exactly. So don't touch people's crap without asking first. Um, put your phone away. Um, 
Unless you're on call or you're waiting for some important news, leave it in your pocket. If it's that important, maybe you should skip the game. Um, and, you know, you're laughing. but <laughs> put, it your, put it in your pocket. Stop playing with that. Pick it up. Yeah. But it's one of those things to where we are so, and I, I say we, we are so addicted to our phones nowadays, these smartphones. And, um, and I'll say as an example, I, I've been back on the, the dating scene and I had mm-hmm. somebody make a comment like, well, do you even have a phone? Cause they didn't see it. And I was like, well, we only have so much time to spend together when we do, I want to make the most of that time and be in the moment with you. And mm-hmm. I've had people that didn't get a second date because they're sitting here playing on their phone. Like if, if there's a lull in the conversation or just whatever. And that's why Matt stares me in the eyes when we do the podcast. Duh, longingly. Cause we only get so much time together. We only get so much time, you know, he's such a huggy bear, but seriously, um, it's one of those things where I get it. People are so addicted to them or people have got to be so stimulated just every second. Dude, come on. And also, if you pay attention to the game, no one has to tell you, oh, it's my turn. Well, what's going on? Well, if you've been paying attention, you'd know, you know, I mean, because they say, oh, I could pay attention and play on my phone. Probably not. Anyway, uh, what would you want to expound upon that? I certainly would not. Good. Because my computers are centralized. Exactly. Don't cheat. It's pathetic, and you're robbing yourself of a lot of fun. Conveniently forgetting to note damage taken or spell slots used, fudging dice rolls, studying the module before playing, the thrill of the game comes from uncertainty. A game where the players keep winning or never suffer any negative consequences for their decisions isn't going to be very fun, especially in a group environment. Once the players dilute the challenge, then the thrill of danger and exploration evaporates. Um... If you feel the game is too challenging as a rationale for cheating, instead speak with your GM as an adult, you know. Um, that would resolve almost every problem in gaming if you just spoke to somebody as an adult. Amen, but. right? Yeah, but that's that's a tough one. But again, I've, I've, I've cited some examples on some of these. Um, I played with somebody before that it was blatant. They, you could tell they'd read the module beforehand because like, look how much of a cool guy am I answered the riddle and, or I knew the big, I knew not to go down that one hall or something. You're like, no, that's crappy and diminishes the fun. It makes you look like a big loser. And it's like, don't do that. You know, I mean, it, and to me, it's just more exciting to have to devise as a group, like, well, what do we do? Or which way should we go? And I, I give you one more example though. Back in the days, super nice guy. We're still like Facebook friends, but this guy would make these uh, one-trick ponies that could just run roughshod over a lot of scenarios. Well, perfect example, there's this module, and a friend of mine's running it, and he warned me ahead of time, like, you guys better bring your A-game and be careful. There's one encounter that's TP, it's tabled, you know, it's TPK'd some groups, and so you should, you know, just be careful. And I'm like, well, thanks for the warning, you know, whatever. But I'm always the guy like, no spoilers, don't tell me anything. We get to that encounter, and luckily I was able to devise a stratagem to, to, for us to weather the initial onslaught and have some time to sort of collect ourselves and decide what we're going to do. In the meantime, the one guy goes, we are, I right out of your beneficial magical barrier or whatever. And I, he goes out and just destroys the encounter, annihilates it. And boy, he's beaming with pride and he's so happy and good for him. He's having fun. But about the time my buddy run the table says here, look around you now. And the guy looks around there with the table, just sitting there with their, uh, you know, chin on their hand, kind of glaring at him. He's like, how is this fun for anybody but you? And the guy's, well, I didn't think of it like that. Yeah. It's like everyone would like to participate. Don't mm-hmm. make that character that's the one trick pony that runs, I mean, or, or even if it is hold back, there's times where my wizard character in his latter levels, I could have 
annihilated a table of enemies, but I'm like, I'll just cast spells that helps my buddies do what they do better and they get to have some fun and participate. You know, it's only when, well, you got the, the chips are down. It's like, all right, I got to pull out all the stops, you know, whatever. But anyway, so would you expound upon that? Probably not. Excellent. But I will say that, yeah, along the same lines, just because you can run roughshod over every encounter, think about the other people at the table. Like a lot of times for my fifth edition character right now, it's all about throwing fireballs and stuff. So, I mean, a rather crude weapon, but it works. It does area effect. Matt is uh, working on our co-host mini right now. Mm-hmm. She's slipping him the tongue. That's right. She's but, a hottie. And then he's always high in initiative, this character. So it's like, yeah, I'm going to delay down. So if people get a chance to do something other than, okay, we roll initiative, there's a fireball, and next encounter. Yeah. So and, keep that in mind. Keep other people's fun and, in and, mind. And I'll give Eddie props as well. Playing DCC and playing a wizard, he had learned early on, you can soul burn yourself down to a nub and annihilate that, get that crazy high casting and just devastate a whole encounter but how is that phone to the rest of the group and so he could do that and wouldn't do it. and there's times the party be looking at him like aren't you going to just annihilate him and he'd be like nope you guys figure this out y'all handle up on it you know because then if he did then they would whinge about well i didn't just annihilate the encounter well you asked him to you shit birds you know you can't win with people but anyway but and i don't know if you'll get to this in your character creation mm-hmm. make a character that's fun for other people to interact with not just the this person doesn't trust anyone and doesn't like anybody in the group and they'll betray them at the drop of a hat. And it's like, is that fun for you? And is it fun for you more than other than the first character you ever played? Cause it's not fun for the party yeah. or I'll be the healer that never heals. Yeah. Or I'll okay. Be the the, the, the that, group would fire you. <laughs> the rogue that flips a die, whether or not he's going to do his job, pick the locks or look for traps, <laughs> whatever. Two face. Yeah. Um, and I wasn't gonna get that, but it's all good. Um, Here's a, here's something little just a little tip that helps with a lot of this. Treat a game session like a date. Bathe, bring snacks or drinks to share. Act polite, be pleasant. You bring snacks on your dates? I absolutely do, and that's why <laughs> oh chicks dig me. You know, I got snacks. You know, hey baby, I know I said I'd meet you at the uh, <laughs> restaurant, but I've got some Cheez-Its in my pocket. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, for later. Um, Let's see, if the group decides to order pizza, chip in unless you absolutely positively know you're like you're not gonna eat any pizza or whatever. Um and so let me see, uh don't do stuff that's only fun for you, and that's what we're talking the one trick pony or whatever. Don't be a rules lawyer or a nitpicker. If things aren't going your way, don't be a baby, no tantrums, sulking or pouting. Don't make lone wolf or douchey characters, and that's what Eddie Edge is just Lords. Saying. Edge Lords. I'm I'm the Batman or whatever. I work alone. Well then no, you're in a group with other players. Um share loot, don't be stingy. <laughs> the funny part is but you could just go and put names on each one of <laughs> but I'm not going to do that um, be on time and I'm guilty of this uh, or if not let the host DM know some people have jobs that will have them arrive later than the planned start time and that's okay as long as you've informed the group and they're cool with it like our good buddy James King he works some erratic hours and long hours or whatever 
um, he, he, so we know he's going to be late sometimes or sometimes he can't make it and it's short notice. It's not his fault. He's on call like 24 seven, but we're aware of that. And we know that and we're like, we know he's going to be a little later or something. So, but otherwise, and like I said, I'm a little guilty of, of being, you know, late sometimes, but you know, I'm going to phone everybody and go, Hey, I'm running a little late or I'll let them know, you know, like a week in advance. Oh, that day I'm going to be, you know, coming late. So there's just being consideration. Consider it. Um, if okay, if someone lends you a game book or paraphernalia, board game or something, take care of it and return it promptly. If it gets damaged, replace it. Mm-hmm. Years ago, a good friend of mine, um, he worked out of a work truck, and he would like, "Hey, can I borrow that new cool game book?" Sure, and I'd get it back, and it'd literally be warped. I mean, and, I, and the pages all, you know, what do you call it when they're all ruffled and wavy? And I'd be like, and I'd be like, dude, this book is jacked up where's it been oh i kept it on my dashboard and leaving the truck overnight when it would get damp in louisiana and then the heat of the day yeah and i'm like dude buy me another book and he's like well, what do you mean i'm like you've jacked up my book so i mean and that was just exasperating to where then in the future hey can i borrow so-and-so book uh no because you don't take care of my crap i'm not gonna loan you my stuff so it's all good and fine to loan something or you know borrow something to somebody but they need to understand, return it how you found it. And if not, like one time I think I borrowed something and it got jacked up, I bought the person a pristine copy and told them what happened. And I kept that one that was a little beat up, scuffed up, whatever happened to it. So watch your minis in the Texas heat too if you're going to leave it in the car. Yeah, amen, amen. Um, support your friendly local game store and support gaming in your community if you're a gamer. Play, run games, offer to run at clubs, stores, cons. Um, we've always wanted to attend Geek In, but there's always been a conflict. And so, like, I'm going to try to swing by there this weekend um, because, you know, they're in our community and they're in, you know, it's, it's geek, nerd centric, and we love things that segue into that. I mean, they've always, a few times they've spoke to us about us trying to do some co-op, and didn't we give them a, a, a pass to the con as part of some charity raffle or something? Yeah. So we've always had a good um, rapport with them. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, that's where, you know, it's it's, it's like it's kind of like what happened with Red River. I know people in Shreveport that are gamers. They didn't come out to Red River. They didn't support it. Like, we're... We're, we're, we're providing something cool that I always wished I'd had when I lived in Shreveport, Bossier, a gaming convention. You figure you'd come out and support it, be supportive of gaming in your community, you know, but nope. And then when they probably, some of those, if they ever had the, the nerve to go, well, I wonder why they quit doing Red River. Well, I wonder why, you know. You voted with your dollars. You voted with your feet. You didn't show up. You didn't show out. So I really encourage people, if you want gaming, I mean, aren't you glad to think, well, there's some other festival happens this week I care less for crap about. Oh, wow, there's something that's nerd-centric or gaming or, oh, boy, you know. Well, yeah, get off your duff and come support it, you know. Um, anything you would add to that, sir? Uh, we kind of talked about it with our Ambassador of Game right. episode, if you want to ch- go back and check that one out, too. Right, and that's good. good call. And we've also talked about how to not make a jerky character and stuff before, but some of these are worth repeating. Um, stay out of drama. Don't start it either. Uh, get it, if you get a group of people together, and sadly, factions can form or sometimes a friendly rivalry can turn unfriendly. Um, I've seen people ousted from groups for being problem players. Uh, a buddy of mine, Tad, I'm going to call him out by name because I doubt he'll ever hear this, was re- ejected, and a few years later I saw why. Because I remember him telling me he was just heartbroken that a group of his so-called friends had ejected him from a game group, and I thought, wow, isn't that terrible? And a friend who was like, a show of solidarity, I'll go as well. Well, yeah, uh, 
the big basically why because they're kindred souls i saw that guy that left in show solidarity pout and sulk and rage quit in a game where things didn't go his way and like i said tad one time we added him to a gaming group and about after a couple sessions he started doing some really jerky detrimental disruptive crap and i was like what is up with this guy you know and i, I was like i could see why they kicked you out of their group hmm. you know so i mean i hate that because overall i like both these guys um, I like Tad and I like the other guy. I won't mention him by name, but, um, and, and they're fun to game with when they were being a jerk. But it's like, again, if you're having a bad day and I'm that guy, I won't lie, I'm a, there's times I'm like, man, maybe I shouldn't game. And I show up and the in hearts and hearts of my friends and the laughing and camaraderie, it kind of puts me in a better mood. But if you're the person that it doesn't work that way, just beg off better that your plans go, man, we sure are going to miss you tonight. So-and-so. Yeah. But you'd be glad to know I didn't come out tonight because I'm going to foul mood and I'd infect the table with my mood. Don't do that. Know yourself and don't, don't be that person, you know? Sounds good. Yeah. So no, it's just, you know, kind of, and a lot of this for most of you, I'd hope would be like, duh, that's all common sense, Matt. Well, duh. I, well, duh. But for some people it's like, maybe you need to hear that or maybe you hear it. It doesn't really soak in, but let that, let that pour over you. Or you go, they're not talking about me. <laughs> and I'm not really talking about anybody other than like I mentioned Tad Seville by name, but, um, but as far as, uh, uh, but otherwise, yeah, you know, these are all good pointers. And to, because you're going to find like when you go, well, I wonder why I'm not invited to more groups or to play or whatever, you might be exhibiting some of this behavior, ding, ding, ding. And that's why you're not invited. You know what I mean? So, you know, just for your own benefit, you know, don't do these things. All right. You got anything else? That was pretty much it. All right. Well, we survived the tornado and the puppy <laughs> and all the other tens of things that are going on around us as we do the podcast. Right, right. Interestingly. So I can see by the clock on the wall, we're all out of hit points. 